Hey guys, this is Mike and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I want to talk about desire and ease as far as uh, imagining versus force. Let me get to an email from Dan. Haven't heard from Dan in a while. And just the other day, a couple of weeks ago actually, I was thinking about him, that I hadn't gotten an email from him in a while. And uh, I'm really glad to hear from him. He has a couple of great stories that I wanted to share with you. And this episode sprang up from his email. I thought it would be a great uh, thing to share with you. Just how easy this really is. Simple and easy. If you decide it is. doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be a battle with your, with your, uh, you know, between your conscious and your subconscious mind. It's all you. Okay, so let me just read you the email about desire in these two events, uh, these two success stories from Dan. One thing I've been concentrating on as of late is one of his concepts, desire, talking about Neville's concepts. I don't have his books in front of me, but I am struck with the idea that when a desire comes to you, accept it in its fullness. I do that throughout the day when I'm remembered to do so. He goes on to say, I remember doing this once when thinking about wanting a new winter coat. We get some cold days up here and I wanted a warm coat. Shortly thereafter, my dad asked me if I would be interested in having a coat of his he had not worn in years. I tried it on and presto, new winter coat, couple of years old, but barely used, so new to me. I did nothing other than bring it to my mind, accept it, and then moved on to other matters. I've noticed that seems to work the best for me now. Whenever I try to do a formal session, I seem to trip myself up and doubt the process. I'm sure somewhere in there I felt it real. You did feel it real. <laughs> in that moment, Dan, of accepting it, that you have a winter coat, a new winter coat. The email goes on to say, just recently, I had some sort of growth on my face. It looked like a mole and was making it very difficult to shave in the morning. I sat down one day and had a desire to shave without the discomfort. So there's his desire to shave without discomfort. So I quickly imagined, my, imagined myself shaving that particular spot on my face like it was nothing. After that, I started shaving every other day, giving my face a chance to heal. At the start when I was shaving, I experienced discomfort after I would shave, and I noticed if I did it every other day, it bothered me less. After about a week of this, I was rubbing my cheek and something came away. I didn't give it much thought at the time, but when I looked in the mirror, I noticed a little trail of blood, which I wiped away. The next day, it was business as usual. Now I have been shaving for about a month, and there is not one mark on my face. All I know is that I had the desire to shave my face and not have any problems. I did a one-time session, like I mentioned above. And again, he says uh, about the formal sessions, that if I had tried to do a formal session, I might not have been as successful. You see how easy he made it. With the winter coat, he just accepted it in that moment, stopped for a split second and accepted that it's his. 
And then he gets the call from his dad, getting a like new coat. And then the shaving. This is great. I was just talking to someone this past week about that, about physical things, growths, skin conditions. And uh, this person asked me if that was, you know, is this possible for to use imagination to heal things like that? And I said, of course, everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. And this is a great example. Dan didn't make it complicated. He could have imagined walking out of the dermatologist office after having it burned off or cut off. You know, he could have gone, gotten really complicated with his imaginings. No, he, he knew what he wanted, his desire to shave without discomfort. So what did he do? A very quick, one-time little imaginal scene, shaving without discomfort. And then he continued. He didn't, he, you know, he explains in the email, he continued the next couple of weeks. He did, you know, he shaved every other day so it wouldn't be as bothersome as he, uh, the soreness wouldn't be there after he shaved. But he didn't doubt his imaginal act. He knew what the facts of the world were telling him. The growth on his face is continuing to make it uncomfortable, but he didn't doubt his imaginal act. And then that one day, it just fell off. And now a month later, a month from the day he wrote the email, not a problem. No mark on his face. I love how simple and easy he made it. If, you're, if you you're move from a state of doubting that you actually are the operant power and that your imagination creates reality and you're dwelling in this new state of, I am the operant power. My imagination is what creates my reality then you can easily drop into these moments of imagination where you intentionally decide, you decide what you want and in that moment, accept that it's done. Everything we're experiencing is from our imagination. And if you imagine a battle, that there's a war going on, you know, between your conscious and your subconscious, if you imagine that it's a struggle to reprogram it and as long as you're imagining a struggle, that things are difficult, that's exactly what you'll get. You'll still get manifest things. I manifested things, even dwelling in unlovelier states or different states than I'm in now. For example, and I've mentioned this before, when it comes to money, I've manifested money, medium size and large size chunks of money, but dwelling in a state of lack still holding a tight grip on the money and still uncomfortable with spending money, with using the money, that money just disappeared. But when you move into a state, everything else changes from one state to the other. How you see the world, your beliefs, your confidence in yourself, your manifestations. If Dan were dwelling in a state of doubt and fear, dropping into that little moment, the little state akin to sleep and imagining shaving without discomfort might not have come to him. He might have worried about it, stressed out and gone to the doctor and created all these kinds of struggles. But the state he's dwelling in, this was easy for him, simple. Accept it as true. I have a desire. I know my desire. 
this is what I want. It reminds me of a quote from Neville's lecture, Changing the Feeling of I. So you and I can be anything in this world we desire to be if we clearly define our aim in life and constantly occupy that aim. And Dan was clear right there for both of those stories. He knew what he wanted. I want a winter coat. I want to shave without discomfort. He did mention, he talked about how formal sessions, he doubted that he would have been successful in a formal session. And that reminded me of a conversation that I had earlier in this week about force and how things, um, how I notice it too, that it's when I push it, when I try struggle too long at an imaginal scene or capturing that feeling of my wish fulfilled. When I, when I am doing a formal session and I just keep pushing at it and pushing at it, it feels different. It feels forced and I'm, I don't feel successful. And I think that might be what Dan is talking about. I didn't ask him, I didn't reply to him about that and, and get clear on what he meant. But for me, in those times during a formal session, when I'm sitting in a chair comfortably, lying down on the bed or the floor, <laughs> anywhere I'm comfortable, if I'm pushing at it and I, it, if it doesn't come to me naturally and quickly, then it, I notice that it's, I'm forcing it. I'm at war with myself and I drop it. I kind of break it, break the moment. And I may take a break and come back to it or later in the day or just stay right where I am and get back into the stillness. Go back to the first principle. Let that feeling of force and battle fall off of me. Just get back into that stillness where I am, no states. I'm formless and faceless, and it doesn't have to take long. You can take, be anywhere and just take a deep breath. And in those moments, just those few seconds, get back into the stillness, kind of like a reset. So when I notice in those formal sessions, when I'm feeling force and this feeling of the wish fulfilled is not coming fluidly, naturally to me. Mm. Just get back into the first principle, back into the stillness. And what I do is think about that desire. Instead of trying to force a particular scene I'll just ponder that, that desire as I'm there in the silence, bringing it back up. Letting that feeling of the desire's fulfillment saturate me. And there are times, many times, just that feeling, that feeling is, that's it. I can feel the difference. I've got it. I planted the seed. Other times while I'm pondering my wish fulfilled, scenes do come up, specific scenes. 
on what's happening now that my wish is fulfilled. They just naturally spring up in my imagination. We can't help, you all do that, we all do it. Immediately, images pop up when we're thinking about things. I say checkbook, what comes to mind, you know? You're thinking about vacation, what springs, what images spring up. So that it's not like you have to work at it. The images come up. Neville talks about that, where he'll sometimes kind of flip through a number of different scenes until he finds one that fits perfectly for that moment to bring in that feeling of naturalness and doneness to his imaginal act. And when I find that scene, it's like I've never been a very good golfer, very, very bad golfer. I was the only one on the golf course the days I've gone <laughs> that could hit the ball and it go directly backwards from the direction I was hitting it. <laughs> so if I were a trick golfer, I could maybe make some money doing that, but all completely unintentional. But there's that moment. And a couple of times when I, the times I did golf, I would hit my driver on the ball at exactly the perfect spot. And it was just, it felt right. Everything felt right in that moment. I could feel how perfect that hit was. The angle and the thrust. Dave Breslow, see if he's listening, he's going to probably email me and let me know I'm not using the right terminology when I'm talking about golf. Well, I'm not a golfer. But I do know what a sweet spot feels like. And I hit that ball in that, with that, in that sweet spot. And I sent that golf ball soaring. Now, up against a more veteran golfer, the distance my ball went would not be very impressive. To me, that was awesome. because, And it wasn't about the distance of the ball. I was thrilled at that feeling of the sweet spot that, oh, that was perfect. It felt right. Everything about it felt right. And I knew as soon as I hit it, it was going places and not behind me <laughs> or in the trees. So when I find that imaginal scene, putting myself in it, seeing it through my own eyes, experiencing it, not tomorrow, not imagining that it's going to come one day, no, that I'm experiencing it right now. That's my sweet spot. And I find that scene that fits perfect. Here's an example of naturalness of an imaginal scene bringing, uh, being used to get to that feeling of doneness. Um, I've always talked about, I've never enjoyed, never been a big fan of the hot and humid weather that we have where I live. I grew up in the deep south, you know, where everybody either talks with a Cajun accent or talks like this. Y'all come back now. You know, we talk funny down here. I always wanted, even as a child, I always wanted to live up north in the cooler climates. I still do. I, we are, uh, and I'm not putting off my desire. Right now, we have a family here, and my desire is to be here with my family. But I also know that I will be living in the mountains. So I have no problem, no uh, contradiction in my desires. I used to on whether I should, I want, you know, am I imagining living in the mountains now? 
then I got clear on what I wanted, that clear, definite aim. No, now I'm enjoying my life right here. But I do know, I do plan to move to, we plan to move to much cooler climates. But back to my point. So I noticed one day a while ago that I'd gotten, that I was really obsessing over hating the heat. Oh, I hate this weather. I hate this weather. Oh, I hate this weather. We got to move up north. We got to get into the cooler climates. How far can we go up north towards no longer hot, you know? And I just started pondering that, contemplating what I might, uh, and I didn't spend a lot of time in contemplation, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time dwelling on it, but I just asked myself, what's going on? Why am I so obsessed with this right now? And it came to me. I'm not, it wasn't the heat that I was warring against. What, what was behind all that was the feeling of lack. I was dwelling in this state unknowingly. I was doubting that I had money to cover things like a higher electric bill. Because down here, we run those ACs, you know, our electric bills will double and triple when it comes to summertime. It's wild. And so I just started observing that, noticing that. What are my thoughts about that? So it's not necessarily that I have to get out of the heat right now. I will one day. But what was my urgency? Ah, it wasn't the heat. It was my fear of not having enough money to cover a higher electric bill even though I was already imagining and I thought living in a state of financial freedom. But I noticed for me, the sneaky little doubts will kind of creep in in other ways until I decided to notice that I, to take a look at why am I acting like this about the heat? Oh, look at that. I'm still having these fearful and lack-filled thoughts and beliefs about money and about me. So instead of beating myself up about it, as soon as I noticed that, I took the wind right out of it. I imagined, for me, that was a perfect imaginal scene that implied, of course I have no problem with cranking the air down, making it cooler, because I have no problem paying, uh, spending money. I have no problem with money. And so just that little imaginal act, me standing at the thermostat, cranking it down, 75, 74, doom, 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 hitting the cooler, the little blue button going down, down, down. And the satisfaction, that feeling of knowing, oh yeah, it's not a problem. We're not going to be uncomfortable in this house. And that moved me back into the state of financial freedom. Hmm. Because that was natural, that feeling. That was a perfect imaginal scene to bring up the, the tones of reality for me, the realness of financially free, abundance, wealth. I love noticing things like that because it gives me a chance to go back into imagination, get back into the state of my wish fulfilled, or sometimes I'll notice something like that and I'll come, I'll realize I have a desire I wasn't even, I wasn't aware of at the time. A new desire springs up. Ooh, I like that. And that thing, that image that I came across that brought up a desire, 
immediately that becomes my imaginal scene. I'll put myself in that picture, that vacation spot, under that palm tree, toes in the sand. What's that country song? Toes in the water, ass in the sand? Is that how? I can't remember. PBR in my hand? It'd be a gin and tonic, but I digress. So it doesn't have to be difficult at all. And formal sessions can be fun. If you begin, I, what I started doing initially, when, when formal sessions were hard for me, because I was making it hard, I thought, this is a, a taking effort. This is not going to be easy. And so that's exactly what I experienced. I would, I would suggest doing a little, quick little imaginal scene right now or just assuming the feeling of, you know, formal sessions are fun and easy. I love exploring my imagination. Assuming that they're easy, they become easy. But you don't have to wait for formal sessions because we're imagining all day. You are all imagination. Uh, Anila Jat Reddy in The Vi Project posted the other day, I can't quote it. She writes very well, and uh, I'm not going to try to quote it. I don't have in front of in front of me the post, but she talks about how that moment the desire comes on. She slips into that little imaginal scene, one, two seconds, seals it with the tones of reality, and it's done. And that's what Dan did in those two stories. He sealed it with the tones of reality this acceptance, this knowing that it's done. Touching, uh, Dan shaving his face and then me touching the thermostat, I just uh, made me think of the Western gate that Neville talks about, using the sense of touch and imagination. I'm not going to get in that now, but that's going to be our next episode, the Western gate and the power of touch. I might do the whole thing, maybe not just on the Western Gate. I think I'm going to do how I use my five senses in imagination. Because I've mentioned before how I love hearing. But touch is a wonderful one. It's wonderful. And I know from experience, if you can grasp something in imagination and feel it in your hands or feel that hug, that really sinks it in for me, locks it in. So that's next time. Not sure what I'll title it. Maybe something about the five senses or uh, Western Gate at all. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm just getting silly. All right, guys. Shoot me an email. I love hearing your stories. Thank you, Dan, for those stories. Uh, share, me, share some more stories with me. Let me know what's going on with you. I want to hear from you. I love talking with all of you, and it's so cool because... I have listeners all over the world. I love the Podbean service. I, you know, and I think they all, all the podcast services do this, but I use Podbean and I can pull up on the map and see every country and then break it down to every state even on where people are listening from. And it's so cool to hear people listening uh, in Asia, different parts of Asia and all over Europe. It's so neat. And uh, United States and Canada and UK. Well, that's Europe. All right. 
I guess I'm done. I want you to have a wonderful, wonder-filled week. So right now, imagine this week is over and it's Friday night. And look back at how wonderful your week was, how awesome it went for you. Unexpectedly awesome, beyond what you imagined it possibly could be. Like Neville says, put, it your, put this to the extreme test. Don't just settle. Make this the best week you've ever had, knowing that next week's going to be even better. And then imagine telling me about it, because I want to hear your stories. All right, guys. Feelingtwisty at gmail.com is my email. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.